Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, La La La, Let Me Explain. And today I am joined by someone who I absolutely love and adore and has been my Insta friend for years. But today is the first time we're actually meeting. I am in the studio with the wonderful Ashley James. You might know her because she came into the spotlight in 2013 when she starred in Made in Chelsea. She's gone on to make a name for herself as a writer, DJ, model, presenter and excitingly she has just started on this morning jazzing it up with her presenting skills. She's also a qualified relationship coach and a mum of two gorgeous children and she shares her honest and real experiences of parenting, pregnancy and postpartum life and she is not a mama who pretends that she doesn't shit herself every now and then and that is why I fucking love her. <laughs> All right, Ashley. What an intro. <laughs> yeah, was that all right? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> How are you? I'm yeah, so happy. Yeah, really good. So happy to be on. So happy to finally meet you. You're right. We've been close friends, I think, from my single days. Yeah. From before lockdown. Yeah. It's Valentine's week. How, how was your Valentine's? Do you know what? Low key. So... I used to really hate Valentine's Day. I felt like it would be a real marker of whatever emotionally unavailable fuckboy I was dating. Mm. I'd be like, Valentine's Day is coming up. This is how I'll know. I mean, obviously, I should have known the signs without needing a day. But I was like, this is how I'll know if they're into me or not. Every time, I'd just not hear from them. And I'd drive myself mad because all day I'd be like... I won't message first, I won't message first, checking my phone every minute, they're going to message me, they're going to message me and it gets to seven o'clock and I'm like, they must They must have like lost their phone charger. You know, like all the like crazy, maybe they, maybe they went out last night and lost their phone. Maybe this happened, maybe this happened. So then I'd always text them and not hear back and mm. hear back the next day like, oh, hey, sorry, I lost my phone charger. Did you have a good one? <sighs> Happy V-Day, babe. So then I started to really reclaim it as like my own day and I used to have these amazing girl dinner parties yeah I mean I have been in that situation so many times where you're like you know vaguely seeing someone you're not quite sure where you stand Valentine's Day is coming and you're thinking oh maybe this is the day that I'm gonna find out that you know and I think that not contacting you at all on Valentine's Day is such an intentional message absolutely they want to let you know where you stand by not contacting you so any of you who are listening who didn't hear from anyone on Wednesday that is your message. No message is a massive message. But also, especially. even a message, it's not like you deserve more than a message. Absolutely. Anyway, I have got two questions for you and then a few is this a red flags for you to answer. So let me read it out. It says, hi, Lala. I have a two year old boy. And I just found out that I'm expecting another boy in May. Truthfully, I am terrified of raising boys. 
I feel like so many people say the same thing about raising girls, about how difficult teenage girls are, blah, blah, blah. But I truly believe that girls can have more complicated issues because of men, the patriarchy and men and boys influence on their lives. Raising boys, however, I don't even know where to start with finding age-appropriate ways to educate them as they grow on women's issues, being good, respectful men, etc. And maybe it shouldn't feel different, but it does. I'm so worried that in these times with incel culture, Andrew Tate, etc. being so easily accessible that my boys could be influenced. Obviously, that's way in the future. But how do I communicate these concerns with my husband without sounding like I'm trashing men? And how do I raise my boys in a healthy way? All advice is greatly appreciated. Well, I'm really excited to hear your insight because you've actually got a teenage boy. But from my own perspective, I really, really, really understand and feel for you for feeling this way. Because when I found out Alfie was a boy, I was so gutted. And of course, you're made to feel really guilty for that because every baby is a healthy baby. And of course, but I realised how much I just really didn't like men. And you can like say it's man-hating or whatever, but most of us don't like men because of our own lived experiences of men. And, you know, of course there are really great men, but I think they are quite few and far between. And culturally, a lot of good men don't think there's a problem or don't recognise that there is a problem until they have daughters. And then they talk about locking up daughters, etc. And we're like, from who? Mm. from men but I thought there's only a few bad apples <laughs> mm. so I had to really do a lot of work and also think about the way that I raise Alfie and Tommy and I have had quite a few I'm not going to say run-ins but we've definitely had those conversations at times where uh, he thinks I'm man-hating but I actually told him to read Laura Bates's book Men Who Hate Women Men Who Hate Women and I was like then you might just understand I don't think he ever did but anyway we actually came into it once when Alfie really wanted a pink doll and it's so funny because Tommy's like really open-minded and he was like oh just get the blue one Alf and I was like why can't you have the pink one? He wants the pink one. And he was like, I don't know, just... And I was like, what do you think will happen if he has a pink doll? Mm. Like, what? And I was like, just think about your like line of thought because what do you think that will mean? So we come across it all the time. But I would say in terms of like protecting them, the first thing is we model behaviour, don't we? Like they'll see that how, you know, if there's a dad in the picture, like how he treats you, how you let him treat you and how you show kindness. And I think just allowing them to be emotional beings and you know not letting the world turn them hard it does slightly worry me that your husband would think that you're trashing men when you have a realistic conversation with him about what your fears are for what your boys could become but I, I do think that it starts it does have to start really young and they do have to see positive examples and I, I mean I've had the same kind of thing with my ex as, as what you had with Tommy I painted my son's nails one day years ago because he asked. I was painting my nails and my son was like, can you paint mine? And Yeah, why not? And then there was still a bit of nail polish on his toes when he went to his dad and his dad phoned me up and was like, uh, what are you doing? This is the terrible. And I was like, why is it terrible? He was like, it just is. And I said, why? He said, nail polish is not for boys. I said, why? He was like, it's just not. And I said, why? Explain to me. But... Uh, 
you know, he had no reasonable explanation. And I'm like, y you know, what, what's the harm? And he couldn't explain it, but it was so difficult for him to comprehend that his boy could be going out into the world presenting as like a sissy or non-masculine. Uh, and it was just like, we have to fucking break down this shit because actually our boy is so masculine. Nobody's put that into him from literally day one. You could not have got more of a boy, traditionally gender stereotypical boy's boy. And, and actually, it would probably be good for him to, to be introduced to some more feminine. I mean, he's very much feminine, lives with me. He's a boy. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, we've always just got to, like, re-evaluate in our heads what we think are for girls and for boys. Because I would say that Alf is a really... Not not feminine because he's, he's a boy. Yeah, he's tiny. He's three. Like we don't know who and what he will be. Yeah, but he's drawn to toys. He's drawn to pink. I got him a doll's house for his birthday, and he absolutely loves it. And even mm. that, Tommy was like, "Do you not think like dolls' houses are a bit girly?" And I was like, "But he he's learning how to be nurturing and caring, and yeah. dads are nurturing and caring. Like a doll, but like pushing a doll in a in a pushchair. Why is that seen as girly?" Yeah. And it is instilling that confidence because, I mean, my son, he watches YouTube and things like that now. He plays Fortnite. You know, he, he he's watching kind of similar TV to, to what I would watch. You know, he is exposed to stuff. And I'm really proud because there's so many boys in his year group who are like Andrew Tate fans or, or fans of similar misogynist influences to him. And my son is very much, you know, a YouTube video will come on and go, oh, my God, listen to this idiot, like when he sees Andrew Tate and I'm like oh thank god if you care about this stuff you've got a really good chance of raising your son to be a non-misogynistic man just take those opportunities from whatever age they are if you see something on tv if you see something happening in the street if you know my son when he was nine was told by a friend to google p-o-r-n on Google, I'm spelling it because that's what how it's, how he was told. I'm not spelling it to to hide the, the word. But he was told to Google porn and he did. And if you Google porn on an unrestricted Google account, I mean, you just get like, it's so much degrading shit, so much. And all of it is women being like held down, choked. Even there's one with a dog in it, just on the very front page. So they're seeing this really young and actually instead of going, don't look at that, you obviously need to tell them not to look at it. But also let's talk about what you've just seen because that's painting a really strange image to you of what sex is and, you know. So have those conversations and you will end up being able to raise someone who has awareness and hopefully is not a shitty man. <laughs> Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, so I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. 
All right, on to the next question. It says, hi, Lala. I don't know what to do as I feel like I'm going mad. My partner and I have recently moved to Australia together, but his behavior has changed. He's irritable, avoidant, and his phone habits have really increased, and he's so secretive. He stopped talking about the future. He angles the phone away from me when we're in the same room and always puts it away when I walk into a room. He's constantly online when I'm not there. I've looked at his phone in the past due to concerns. We had a slow build up to the relationship where he took time to commit due to past trauma issues. And in that time, I found that he was using dating apps. But he's now added extra security to his phone. I want to talk to him, but I'm scared of how he'll react after I broke his trust in the past by looking at his phone last time. I'm all for independence and trust in a relationship, but my gut is telling me something is really off. Am I being paranoid or is there something going on? Never ignore your gut instinct. I think the moment you read someone's phone, and I've done it in the past, you already know the answer. And it might be that he's not necessarily doing anything wrong, but he's obviously, from his energy and from what you're describing, he is backing away. So whatever's going on in his mind, whether that is because of you, whether that's because he's met someone else, he might just be really homesick and feels like it's too intense if you've gone from maybe being having like a massive social group to suddenly it just being the two of you and it, it might feel too much. Have From the you. conversation because that's really important because otherwise the fact that you're questioning whether you're going paranoid, of course you're not paranoid, like those are his behaviours, they're undeniable. This is what I would do, I would say I feel like you're backing away and if you want space, let me know or don't even, don't even like have the conversation and just pull away for a bit yourself and maybe like find hobbies find some friends like go out on your own whatever it might be and he might come to you but I would say always communicate and you know looking at phones what is the end goal really because I think you've got to have that conversation before you ever get that far yeah I, you know what I think she needs to think about is what would she do if she did establish that he's definitely speaking to someone else or if he's on dating apps or something like that what would be your next move would it be argue scream cry and stay would it be i'm getting out of here what would the outcome be or would it be okay let's open this relationship up to polyamory what what, what would what would you do if that was the thing that you found if because her gut is clearly telling her something's happened he's also got history you know last time they had a problem or, or last time they had some, you know, commitment issues or whatever, and she found him on dating apps when they were supposed to be in a monogamous relationship. So he's got form. It wouldn't be that much of a stretch to think that, you know, his trauma issues have arisen again, as you say, because of this big move to another country, which could throw up a whole load of stuff, feeling homesick, all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, it might be his little safety or his coping mechanism to go back to feeling freer or, you know, accessing other women or people or whatever. Funny, when I was dating a guy and I read his phone and lo and behold, he was cheating on me. I just so wasn't ready to not be with him that for a whole day, I just pretended I hadn't seen it because mm. I was like... I don't want this relationship to end and so we went for brunch we went to the cinema we basically had like a whole normal day and at the end of the day I was like yeah I saw you cheat on me <laughs> and then um but then it ended up with me begging him not to break up with me that was a very long time ago I've really evolved since then yeah and then eventually we got back together and I the same pattern happened and I remember reading his laptop I think he left his laptop and went to the pub and his whatsapp was flashing up and I saw he was cheating again and at that point I didn't even talk to him I just walked out the house and never spoke to him again until I went around and accidentally shot on his sofa and that, <laughs> that's what I like to say is karma he shot on my heart 
<laughs> and uh, and that was that. When you say accidentally, did you actually go round to shit on his sofa as no, revenge? I ge- no, it genuinely was an accident. <laughs> I went round to like have a catch up a few months later, and I it was in that time where you know it's like you want to show them what they're missing. Mm. So I like really, really like made an effort, and I put on this really tiny little dress, and we ate pasta, and it was like this really creamy, awful pasta. And he was like showing me pictures. He was a total narcissist, so he was just talking about himself for so long that I didn't have an, an opening to be like, I just need to go to the loo. Mm. So I thought I'm just going to let out a little fart just to like release some air and then I was like oh my god oh my god so I literally jumped up ran to the loo and I think it took him a little bit of time to like process what happened and he like followed me and I was like get out and then um I just left and I then my lasting memories of him is with marigolds on scrubbing his maid sofa what color was the sofa gray oh I was hoping it was beige or white but there we go gray's good enough gray is Yeah. yeah Excellent it was a move. traumatic time. Well, maybe this woman should shit on him in some <laughs> way, like if she can arrange that. But look, I think the only thing here is you either communicate, you know, I don't think she should go sneaking through his phone again. Although if you have this level of suspicion, then maybe. Yeah, I don't agree with going through phones, but I also feel like sometimes if you go through them and you find it, then it's justified. But then it's more like if the behaviour, if his behaviour isn't making her happy, it almost doesn't matter. Exactly. Because I, it's that's like, exactly what I was going to say. Because what? Let's say you go on his phone and you don't see anything, either because there's nothing to look at or because he's a master of deception and has yeah. learned from his previous mistake. You're still not feeling loved and you're still not feeling valued. Yeah. So I would say, yes, have a conversation. But also if you're kind of chasing, you know, if you're putting all that energy extra, like trying to fill the void, just step away mm-hmm. and either he'll come to you or... Or it's over anyway because you deserve someone that makes you feel loved and secure. And you can Absolutely. only be independent in a relationship when you feel dependent. Mm. And I think, you know, you're not a bad person or a psychopath for feeling like, oh, no, I should be this independent woman. We're all, we all like are insecure if we're in an uncertain relationship. All yeah. of us, no matter how independent you are. Yeah, she needs to feel safe and loved and held, and and be in a situation where actually, if things do feel a bit off and paranoid, you, you you're in a safe enough space to say, "Yo, feeling a bit weird about things, about the phone issue." You know, can we can we talk about this? And if you can't do any of those things, and you're being frightened of, of your own paranoia, you're questioning yourself, your gut's going off, then there's a lot more to think about really in in this relationship than than what the fuck's going on on his phone, and and actually don't be I think I think she will be swayed by the fact that they have made this big move together you you can be fine on your own wherever you are there's loads of hot men Although in Australia be, there are there might be visa issues and stuff but come home whatever you know what I mean you're never trapped where you are there's always there's always a way out so trust your gut all right it's time for us to let listeners know a few people have written in to ask is something a red flag or not So we are going to tell them if we think it's a red flag. Love this. The first one says, is it a red flag that he says he doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day and doesn't want to plan anything, even though he knows it means something to me? For context, it's our first Valentine's together. I don't know if it's a red flag, but what I will say is it shows that he isn't receptive to things that are important to you. And that's obviously the main thing in a relationship, you know, trying to make someone else happy. 
And yeah. even if it, you're not into Valentine's Day, like I'm not massively into Valentine's Day, but if I knew it was so important to Tommy, it's not going to, you know, it's not against my morals and my principles to make him feel good on that day. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, unless he's got some traumatic association with Valentine's Day or something, then there's no reason why he can't just go, I think it's shit, but it means a lot to her. So let's celebrate because that will show her something. That's That's what you do to make relationships work. Sometimes you do shit that you're not that into, but but your partner really loves. So, so I, I think football shit, but I'm not going to stop Tommy from watching it because I don't like it. You yeah. know, it's like you've got to yeah. let things happen. Yeah. You've got to make other people happy. I agree with you. It's not It's not red flag, like run, but it's definitely showing that maybe he's not putting in enough effort to make you feel appreciated on that day. Is it a red flag that a guy I just went on a date with is going away with his kids and ex of 15 years to the Maldives next week. I would say it shows that he's a good dad. And I think it shows that you should only date someone with kids if you know and accept that their kids and potentially ex-partner are in their life. Yeah, It's only a red flag if his the rest of his behaviour is off or he's sending flowers to the ex. Yeah. But I imagine if it's an ex of fifteen from 15 years ago or his kids are 15 or something then no ex th- so they will, must have been together 15 years look at the rest of his behaviour but mm. ultimately don't date someone with kids if you feel like there needs to be no contact but going on holiday is quite a punchy move but ultimately it's about the kids isn't it yeah Maldives is a really expensive destination and it might just be that they get on really well they holiday together with the kids I do know a few people who do that with exes because it just works out better for all of them they don't have to go on two different holidays and you know all of that kind of stuff so what I would say is that it could be a red flag that they might still be together and she's not his ex at all and but but it wouldn't be a red flag if that's the only red flag. You know, if you've been to his house and you can see on his social media that he's completely single and all of that kind of stuff, then no, that's not a red flag in itself. But going on holiday together is potentially a red flag if there are lots of other signs that they're still together, perhaps. You know, has he got a wedding ring on in his WhatsApp profile picture is he totally telling you that he's not on social media or refusing to post you on social media all of those kind of things might add up to them still being together so red flag if they're together but not if he's just a great dad who's going away with his ex um all right and last but not least it says is it a red flag that when planning a third date he said we can go for a drink but i'd rather fuck your brains out Do you know what? This is really hard because for me, any talk of sexual chat is a red flag. But I have friends who actually before meeting guys have sex chat and they like that. So I think, is it, how do you feel about it? Because for me, if there's no sexual, nothing is a bigger turn off for me than guys who talk about wanting to fuck me when I haven't been there with them. Because Mm. it, I, I don't know. I just like to be made to feel a bit more special. I think it must have felt like a red flag to her for the fact that she's asking that because if you were there in that place with him where you're both sexual chemistry is raging, you know that you're coming close to that time of like, yeah, we do mutually want to have sex with each other, then it probably wouldn't feel like a red flag. It would feel like, yeah, I want to fuck you too. I think it feels like a red flag because she doesn't feel like she's there yet and she would have probably preferred him to say, but I'd rather kiss your face off or something. And also, you could still want to fuck someone's brains out, but 
treat them well. Yeah. Like, take them for dinner. It's not like a Netflix and chill vibe. It's like, oh, I just can't be asked to take you for drinks. I'd rather just Yeah, sex. it's like either or is it we can go for a drink, but I'd rather fuck your brains out. So, yeah, ma- you know, yeah. The more I think, I think about it, run. I think it's a flag for this guy does just want a situationship, casual sex. He can't be asked to take you for a drink. He's done that now. He's had two drinks. He's He feels like these, you know, bought enough Prosecco to to warrant you shagging him on the third date now, which probably, unless you just want casual, is a red flag. Agree. Yeah. All right. So, Ashley, have you ever had the ick? I know you said earlier about getting the ick with Tommy. Tell me about an ick that you have experienced. Do you know what? I was thinking about icks earlier, and I don't actually really didn't date a lot. I was really happy on my own which is why I thought I need to get my ass onto dating apps because it had been six years and I realized that I was in a place where I wanted a relationship not with anyone and I knew I didn't want to date anyone from my industry I was DJing loads at the time I knew I didn't want to meet someone in a nightclub because it just didn't seem like a space where you meet people Mm. (laughs) um that isn't like a sort of cd casual thing um so I only had three online dates Tommy was the third I mean I'd say with Tommy, the ick was that he was really keen. And as I started to pull away, he kept coming. Mm. And that for me is an ick because I feel like we all know when we're disrespecting someone and we all know when we're being disrespected. And so if people don't pull up bad behaviour... So like the fact I knew I was being a bit of a dick to Tommy, not because I was like cheating on him or anything like that. I was just being really off. You know, he'd be like, are you free tonight? And I'd be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm really busy. So then he'd be like, well, what about tomorrow night? No, sorry, really busy. And I wasn't giving him like, but how about we go for dinner on Saturday? So I knew I was being a dick. And because he didn't pull me up on the behaviour, that gave me the ick because mm. I felt like he didn't respect himself because I because I knew my behavior was bad and it was only when I actually met him and broke up with him because I was like I just don't feel it anymore and then he was like fair enough I've I've got this wrong I thought this was something really special but it's clearly not and it was really nice meeting you anyway goodbye and I think it went for like five days and he didn't message me and I was like what what have I done oh no and that was where I kind of went into like repair mode and realized a lot of it was my sort of like avoidant or yeah, struggling to very get into classic things. avoidant attachment shit going yeah. on there but I think yeah for me the ick is someone not self having that self-respect because yeah. we all know when we're being off so interesting isn't it because if he had in those five days just been like ash give me another chance you, you these babies would not exist that you've had in this world yeah so he played it exactly right yeah and i don't even think he was playing it he was just like obviously respected himself mm. he was like if she doesn't like me she doesn't like me move on mm. And I like that. Worked out really well. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming in. And uh, yeah, everybody follow. Where can they find you? I think basically Instagram. I'm a real millennial. I'm the same. I can't cope with anything else. TikTok stresses out my life. So at Ashley Louise James on Instagram. And they can catch you on this morning every now and then. Is it a regular slot? I'd like to think so, but not officially. But they do keep seeming to get me in every week. 
but they might find me by the time that this comes out. No, so no, knows? don't speak things like that. You'll be <laughs> presenting the whole entire show by the time this comes out. We have, you have to manifest what you what you need. Well, maybe not the whole entire show because I know that your good friend Josie is the presenter. But you'll be, yeah, you're going to be doing big things forever and ever and ever. Thank you. Amen. La la la. Let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.